Emotional, phenomenal and breathtaking. How the national media described the performance from Calvin on Sunday in Armagh as they tore up the form book and beat the hotly fancied Donegal on a scoreline of 113 to 12 points to claim their 40th Ulster title. Hello and welcome once again to the GA show. My name is Pierce Corcoran. That performance by Calvin and earlier on in the day, Tipperary, for many people, was even more fascinating when you consider that the final semi-final lineup is the same as 100 years ago. Dublin, Mayo, Tipperary, and now Calvin. Funny how history repeats itself. Joining me to talk about Calvin and their incredible victory is two men who have seen different days on the field for the Breffany. Anglo-South columnist and former county footballer Michael Hannan, and before yesterday, the last man to captain Calvin to an Ulster title, Stephen King. Welcome both. Thanks, Pierce. So let's get right into it. Stephen, start with you. The emotion yesterday, that was the overriding feeling from everybody across the country. But for you, as someone who, was, who has been there, who knows what Raymond Gallagher was feeling yesterday, what did you feel? Oh, yeah, it's the fact that you were involved years ago. But I think every household in Cavan and beyond possibly at 5.30 yesterday even had the same emotions as I had and probably dwelling up that eventually after 23 years, the anglo Cell Cup is on its way back to Cavan. And there would have been huge euphoria in every household, including mine, obviously. But, the, you know, the manner in which they done it and the expectation wasn't there, apart from probably the Cavan people expect good things. Um, and in fairness to Cavan, they have come through this campaign from the preliminary round against all the odds, particularly in the first game against Monaghan, played poorly against Antrim and 10 points down against, uh, against the down team. So, yeah, the euphoria would have been exceptionally high household in Cavan uh, yesterday and you know, the fact that you, you couldn't attend the Ulster final or anything like that you know probably brought a little bit extra euphoria for, for the, the younger generation and the older generation in the capacities that were within their own households But just from, from Raymond Gallagher's perspective you've been in that position, you know Dermot McKay, you played alongside him, you know Mickey Graham, what's going through their heads at, fi- at the final whistle yesterday? Well, I'd say that a lot of you've probably seen in the visuals of the, you know, the tears and, 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 you know, raw emotion after the final whistle and the same with Mickey Graham and with Raymond Gallagher. I would have had the same emotion, but, you know, you're overwhelmed in Clonus in, in 1997. The crowd took an awful lot of that and, the, 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 you know, you couldn't wait to get up there and, and to, to lift that anglo Self Cup and to hear the roar and even to say the words the anglo Self Cup is coming home. That was actually probably in the back of my mind. I don't know what was in Raymond's mind yesterday, but I presume it was something the same. Uh, you know, that you have your hands on it and it means so much to Cavan people and that is very much in the back of your mind and it was in the very much in the back of my mind yesterday what it meant to each and every player, not only Raymond there yesterday. Michael, just going to you, you've had different days to what Stephen experienced on the on the pitch with Cavan. I've gone you would have battled along with some of these players and some of the some of the people who maybe didn't get the same, the just rewards that maybe this, this side have had. What was the general feeling for you as a fan sitting there yesterday, obviously wanting to be in Armagh, but was it the same emotion? Uh, it was just unbelievable. I, unbeknownst to me, my wife recorded me at the final whistle, <laughs> going absolutely crazy. So she has it on WhatsApp and she's been sending it around. So 
like I'm I'm hoarse today from screaming at the television, you know. So like you know, once you once you hang up the boots, everyone everyone becomes a fan again, you know. And it's no different probably for for us than it is for for anyone else. It's just just pure joy, just absolute pure joy. Because you do wonder, you do wonder when when these days will come around. Like I'm sure Stephen probably never thought that in '97 it would be. I mean, that was 26 years in '97 before they, you know, before '97 came around. He, he, I'd say he probably definitely never thought that it would be another 22 or 23 years before we'd be lifting the anglo Cell Cup again. So it's I, I remember in 97, so I, I was only a young fellow. I was probably 13, 14 at the time. And I got to go to the game with a group of, of, of uh, my teammates from, from my football club. So it was one of the first games I ever travelled there without my parents. At the final whistle, I ran onto the field, just carrying my flag, going crazy. And I got to the centre field and... Like this is the days before mobile phones, and I nearly collided into these two people in the middle of the field. I turned around, and there was my mum and dad, who had been running from a different part of the stand onto the field, and we crashed in the middle. And I looked at my dad, and I could see he was welling up. I just remember feeling like, God, this is this is massive back then. So yesterday, like the first person I I rang when the game was over was my dad, and you could hear it in his voice again, crackling up, and it's just the emotion um, and what it means to people. You know, if you're anyway connected at all with football in Cavan, and everybody in Cavan is, because it's nearly all we do, it just means so much. You know, it just mean it just, especially in this year of all years with what's going on, it's just giving people just something to put a smile on their face. You know, it just means so much. What I find remarkable about this Cavan team, and just for the caveat, I do have a Cavan connection, connection myself. My father's from there, and so I would have heard it from him as well in terms of. What was said during the week, and this, there was a, there's an awful lot, and from speaking to people like Paul Fitzpatrick and reading in the Anglo Celt and hearing from the Calvin players, what I found remarkable was the sense of humbleness throughout the county at this occasion. It was only just outside of it, different journalists, different pundits talking about the different decisions that didn't go their way yesterday, how they'd just been written off and not given a chance, and it didn't seem to bother any player or anyone. It, this now seems like a county who have just found a new sense of urgency, a new sense of confidence. Where do you think this comes from? I'll open it up to whoever wants to jump in. Well, I think a, a lot in what you say, uh, Pierce, but it also comes from a, a real sense of belief that I have noticed now within the cabin, within the cabin setup. And, you know, they, they seem to have huge belief in themselves. And they, they foraged yesterday in numbers. And, you know, if, if a Donegal player got by one, there seemed to be another guy there. And that was epitomised really very well by, you know, Jason McLaughlin, number one. He dispossessed Murphy on the second run where Killian Clark, I think, had tried to take him. And Killian then himself and Killian Brady. They, those guys really like the hassled on the first, but right over the team. And look at Thomas Galligan is 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 the name is synonymous now. But his work written that epitomised what Cavan was all about yesterday. And you know, it brought back great memories. And I'm glad an awful lot of people have even said, you know, the so many people have played for Cavan, so many people have managed Cavan. And so many people, you know, haven't had the days like they had yesterday. We had in '97, but they contributed so much to Cavan. And you know, there are great memories for everybody's involved in Cavan football. But I think, you know, as Michael said, there it's just 
you know, everyone used the cliche that it's like a religion. Well, it actually really is, you know. Football and the weather and stuff like that has all this talked about in Cavan. And when you, you sense or smell victory, it's a great place to be. And, you know, obviously the talk was, have we a chance against Donegal? And I think Mickey Graham probably summed it up that outside Cavan, no, there was nobody giving a chance. And, and rightly so. Like, you know, the, everyone was talking about, the, about Donegal and Dublin. I, I didn't just go down that road. Obviously, I knew it was going to be a titanic tussle. But finals, uh, even at club finals, anything can happen on day. We're going into a, a, a period of winter football. You know, the ball was never, regardless whether it rained or not. So, you know, I think we adapted better. And, and, you know, to be fair, we played for 20 minutes with 14 men. And I still feel over the 70 plus minutes, we were the better team and deserving winners. Absolutely. And, Michael, for you, just to take a step back from the emotion part of it for a moment and to look at the game, because I think what's probably been missing in the analysis afterwards is, yes, it was a fantastic occasion and, and the emotion and what it mean, means for Calvin football, but it was a fantastic performance as well. And Stephen touched on it there that Calvin outplayed a team that were surefire winners, if not surefire winners of Ulster, if not guaranteed a place in the All-Ireland final. How did they do it? Yeah, so you're you're right in saying that, Pierce. A lot of people have just focused on oh, the emotion of having won the thing, but Mickey Graham and the players have to take a lot of credit for what happened yesterday because, you know, if you if you looked at Cavan over the course of their league campaign and even in in uh, the Ulster Championship up to this point, there was a Jekyll and Hyde sort of nature to their performances where they, they were sporadically good and then they were sporadically awful in places. They, they'd fall well behind in certain games. And this isn't just in the championship this year. Like if anybody saw them this year against Armagh in the league, they were very poor. Against Westmead, they were really poor from the first half. And in the second half, they were unbelievable. Leash, they probably put in a consistent performance when they went to play Leash. But against Fermanagh, again, they were kind of just mediocre. And then they had a really good 15-minute period. So you had this kind of thing going on with Cavan. Throughout, within games, they would have these golden flourishes where they played really well. But they, they wouldn't be able to actually put more than maybe 10 really good minutes together in most of their games. And then we saw that when the gun was put to their head and they had to play well against Monaghan, they were able to do it. Even in, in the last two league matches against Kildare and Roscommon, when they had to play well in the last 15 minutes, now they lost the games, but they were able to play well. So you were kind of looking at it and wondering, what's, go, what's going on here? Is, uh, do they, have they been working on something? Or you know, if they go in to play Donegal and they, they think they're going to be able to just play well in bits and pieces, it's, it's not going to work out for them. But, but yesterday what we saw was they were so tuned in from the word go the whole way through the game, as soon as the black cards happened, you could see the rotation happening on the field where Killian the Gunner went, got black carded and had to leave. So suddenly someone else had to pick up Michael Murphy and the players rotated round. So you could see how well drilled they were that when, when uh, Killian wasn't on the field, they knew that somebody else had to mark Murphy. Someone else then had to rotate round. Thomas Galligan came out from full forward straight out to midfield straight away. And it just looked like they were, they, they all knew exactly what was going to happen and they didn't panic. Now, they, they probably had a lot of practice because they've actually picked up a lot of black cards this year. So they've had a lot of practice of playing in these scenarios. But what I was really impressed with yesterday was their play without the ball. They, they never let Donegal break the line the way, well, they, they didn't let them break, break the line near as much as, as, as they have been doing in previous games. 
Cavan managed to narrow the field. They, they nearly didn't defend the sideline. They stayed away from the sideline, expecting Donegal to have these runners coming off the sideline. So Cavan stayed a good 15 metres away from the sideline for a lot of the game and just really focused on defending the, the, the middle tr- trench of the field. And I have to say that Donegal kind of looked, they looked like they ran out of ideas at times. They really didn't know what to do. You couldn't really say the same thing about Cavan. When Cavan were keeping the ball, eventually somebody would come along with a, inject a bit of pace somewhere and, and create an overlap, and, and, and they got scores. And they just had a bit more variety too. Like Cavan played a lot more long balls into the full forward line than Donegal did yesterday. So they, I think they just mixed it up better, and they just found a, nice, a nicer balance. Uh, and I, 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 as the game was going on, I was generally coming to the opinion that if Cavan had played the game with 15 men, they probably would have won that game by maybe seven or eight points yesterday. So, yeah, you, you have to give credit to the players. Obviously, the application was good, but tactically, I think I think uh, Mickey Mickey Brennan got it right, and I think he learned a lot from the from the final last year in terms of his matchups and what players to put on what, uh, which players should pick up players for. Because last year in in the Ulster final, he would have he would have learned a, a number of different things, and and I think he made a couple of good decisions yesterday that that worked out in his favour. Stephen, yeah, just to just to sorry, just to endorse what Michael said there. Uh, the fact that if you go back the number of weeks there uh, that he alluded to in the league matches, like if you go back to Roscommon in particular, uh, there's an awful lot of flack given, and uh, anyone that puts on a, a Cavan jersey, let it be successful or not, they wear with pride, and, and you know they go out and do their best. But have these people then start to knock a bit, and it was very evident. Against Roscommon, where you know they came out of the woodwork of saying, "Oh, Roscommon had a depleted team because of COVID." They actually hadn't even a manager; they were managerless, uh, with the manager you know isolating and stuff like that. So it was very, very fickle. The following week, we went out against Monaghan, and we won the match against all the odds, being seven points down. I haven't heard the Roscommon the relegation thing mentioned since the Monaghan match. So we're very, very fickle. And you know, we're a Division 3 team, Tipper a Division 3 team. So it also tells me as well that the provincial championship is alive and well. And I personally don't think it should be touched. And I think proof of that came yesterday of what it meant to both counties to win the provincial championships. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think you're dead right. And in terms of the performance, though, as well, and, you know, you're, you were most famed at Calvin for your midfield play. I think yesterday... You mentioned them there. There's a new name that's gone down in the history books. I think the country was just blown. That was Thomas Galligan. For you, what was so special about him? What was so, so special about his performance? Well, it, I, you know, people in my house was watching. Said, oh, God, love him there. Oh, no, he's after getting another wallop. This, that. From looking at that guy and knowing his pedigree, the more wallops he got, the better he was going to get. He just absolutely, absolutely loves that. Being in the wars, you probably would worry a bit about him. Maybe he had a neck injury, but being in the wars absolutely suited him. You know, and he won. Like he got a point where the ball went into the full forward line. He got his hand in. It was never his ball, but he struggled away. I had knocked it out of the guy's hand and kicked it over the bar. But he was competing all over the place. Even if you notice a few tackles, he left his arm in there. And you know, he's a big, strong fella. I'd say the Donegal guys got the few little hard tackles from Thomas Newell. But watching him, his fielding ability, his scoring ability. Uh, there was a lot of variation to his play. And as Michael said earlier, there was a lot of variation to Cavan play. But yeah, he's a super find. He's big, he's strong, he's athletic, 
He has huge feet and ability. He has actually good feet. So, you know, he's all going for him. And I, and I think he's going to be, you know, I think he's, a, he's an issue in for an all-star, actually. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's that's very definitely possible. And if not, if not further, going forward to possibly win Footballer of the Year, if they can get past the dubs. And I suppose that brings us up to a good point. Having beaten Lunigal, they've won the Ulster final. Now they've got the, uh, the dubs in front of them. For you, Michael, with the dubs facing them, I know that, you know, yesterday will live long in the memory. The dust will still be settling for after that performance. How did the Calvin squad now refocus? Because the one thing that I found interesting yesterday, and something, if anything, is going to catch them out, the one thing that could catch them out is the emotion of winning yesterday can oftentimes drain a guy because of the emotion of what's going on around and what 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 happened how we, we saw Mickey Gray and we saw uh, Raymond Gallagher and, and others. How do you think the Carbon team will be refocusing now with two weeks in mind? Well, the, the first thing they could do is watch the, the Dublin Mead match from, from Saturday night, and that wouldn't be long focusing a few minds because Dublin were absolutely awesome in it. But, you, you know, it's a valid point. Like, the, the, the emotional thing of the such you're on such a high, and for these players, some of them, there, like Road McCairn in nine, ten years, Martin Riley playing in 2007. So, like, he's, he's there 13 years at the cold face. And for some of these players, even the young lads, too, only on this panel a, a year or two, like, they're, they're going to just be there, there is naturally going to be this lull after the emotion of it. But it, I suppose one of the good things is that this game is coming so quick that they can nearly ride that emotion into the next game rather than have, have it drain them. Uh, you know, it's probably different. Stephen can probably say this, but back in 97, you've probably had four or five weeks between the Ulster final and the, the All-Ireland semi-final. And you don't have that time anymore. These guys have, are going to have to get back straight into it, I suppose. Tuesday or Wednesday of this week, they'll, they'll come together. Um, just to play in every week. They've been playing now. Like, I mean, th- people talk about the six games, but they, they've actually played awfully in a challenge match the week before the National League started. So, so these guys are seven weeks now, and they're in a routine. And I suppose this is the first time there'll be any little bit of a break in that routine because they've two weeks between a game rather than a week. So they'll, they'll just take a few days off and they'll, they'll go back at it. Like, and they'll probably be, be glad to get back at it because with COVID and the situation, there's not a whole pile for them to be doing outside of uh, out of football and the work or whatever they're, they're at. So it's 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 funny, but I say they'll, they'll, they'll just go back, they'll start preparing for Dublin straight away and, and they'll realise they've, they've a big task at hand and, and that will focus the mind pretty quickly, you know? Stephen, is, is it a case of just the Dublin team will, so, uh, will for want of a better word, sober the mind, get them fo- refocused again? How did you guys, having won in 97, refocus for Kerry then in the All-Ireland semi-final? Well, at that time, uh, we, we had the three weeks break the, to, to play, uh, but we played also at that time that they were doing this year in a knockout championship. And, uh, you know, and, and back to the, your original question about, you know, how do you focus for Dublin? I feel that Cavan, you know, Donegal were really like what Dublin are now that are going to be facing, but just that extra bit more you know, everyone has the dubs marked as the best team of all time, and I would agree. But from Cavan's eyes, Donegal was, you know, apart from those being Cavan, it was unsurmountable for the rest of Ireland thinking that they could do this. I think they'll go back and refocus. I, I, I actually think 
uh, it might sound uh, a small thing, but I actually think what's in Kevin's favour presently is, you know, and Mickey Hart probably uh, said it as well, they had continuous games week after week and it done them no harm. And we always maintain that that is better than any training session. I think that was favourable. The other thing I think is very favourable and, you know, the nerves aren't as much as running out in front of 50,000 people or 60,000 people or 30,000 in the Ulster final. And I think that's one element that actually suited Cavan and, you know, that they could play with abandonment and, you know, play without that thing of having to deal with the crowd. A lot of young players on it. And I think the fact that, you know, we're not able to see it isn't good from the supporter point of view, but it has done Cavan team no harm. They've went out and, you know, they've applied themselves well, albeit they left it very late in a couple of games. But yesterday, they made up for all that. I thought they, they, they controlled the game from start to finish. And Michael, Stephen touched on it there. They've come back over the last couple of games, coming back, coming back, coming back. What is it about this team? And can they take anything from that that can give them a little bit of confidence now going into the All-Ireland semi-final? Yeah, I think it's... It, the thing about these, these boys is they play better when they're aggressive. And I don't think it's a coincidence that they've picked up as many black cards as they, they have played. But they, they do play better when they're really aggressive and they like to play a little bit on the edge. And that applies to both with the ball and without the ball. As in, when they have the ball, really lots of guys making, making runs and bombing forward. And I think, it, it, you know, it's probably a little bit to do with, like, why have they... Why have they played well so so well in the end stage of the games that they were chasing? I think it's because their natural game is to just be aggressive and to go out and attack. And when they've had no option but to go out and attack, we've seen the best of them. Uh, and I think if you look back over the league, for example, James James Smith was playing yesterday with Tomas Gallagher. There's probably only maybe 15 minutes against Westmead, maybe... 15 minutes against Fermanagh and maybe 40 minutes against Monaghan when those two lads were on the field together at the same time. And I think Mickey Graham has kind of been trying to find a balance with the team. He, he doesn't want too many guys, all of them bombing forward. And he's trying to find a way. The fact that he's coming across it now with Tomas at full forward, but coming out to midfield when he needs to, that lets him have James on midfield if he needs to, with maybe a more defensive-minded player like Killian, Killian Brady there yesterday. I think it's just kind of finding a nice, a, a nice combination of things around there, around that middle as well. So I, I actually feel like they're beginning to just find themselves. They're beginning to realise what they're good at and they're playing to their strengths. And it's just kind of come nicely to the boil uh, on, on Sunday in, in, in particular. And I don't know, I'm, <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm bullish about Dublin, but I actually think that they have athleticism and that they have, they have, you know, good athleticism there and many different lines of the field. And I, I think they're actually, sometimes youth means that you don't, you know, you can, you can be unaware of the pitfalls and that could be a blessing too. You can just go out and play with abandon. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think they're just going to, if they keep playing the way they're playing, whatever happens, I think they're going to, they're going give, to give the dubs a good rattle. But, you know, there's a lot, of, a lot of work to be done. And you could see that Donegal game last year in particular stood to them because there was analysis done in Donegal. The matchups were bang on. Like last year, and this is where Mickey, Mickey, Mickey um, um, 
Dermot McCabe and uh, Mickey Graham in particular have, have earned their crust. They got the matchups right yesterday. Like last year, Jason McLaughlin was on Jamie Brennan, and a lot of Donegal's play went through that. They were able to release Brennan with early young long ball. Their transition game worked lovely off it. This year, Jason McLaughlin picked up Brian McHugh, and they got other players on Jamie Brennan. Like Killian Clark played a good bit of the game yesterday on, on Jamie Brennan when Murphy wasn't in full forward. And Jason McLaughlin had a brilliant game on Ryan McHugh. And it's just these little things that Mickey Graham has learnt about his players, what they're able to do and what they're not able to do. And he just set the team up nicely yesterday. So, like, from that point of view, there'll be a lot of work done and a lot of it will come down to, you know, when you look at any team that troubles Dublin, it's because they get their matchups right. They they get the players that are fit to mark athletically, that are fit to go head-to-head with the dubs, and they tend to do a really good job that way. And there's going to be a lot of that coming into it. And I have to say, that's one of the things that Mickey Graham is, is quite good at, getting his matchups right and making changes in games when he doesn't have them right. So, yeah, look... It's it's just I'll one of those things. They're, they're, they're going, it's a big challenge. It's a big challenge, but it's definitely going to be one that they're going to be up for. Stephen, you both, you, as I mentioned, you know Mickey Graham and Darren McCabe quite well. What, how would they be thinking over the next two weeks? How would they be getting inside these guys' heads? What would they be saying? Where would their heads be at? I, I think you'll see very little change, Pearson, on, on what they've already done. You know, the, I, I think... It, on top of everything they're doing at the minute, Cavan are playing uh, very, very composed. Uh, they're certainly not panicking anymore on the ball. They're controlling games. They know when to slow it down. And I think their stock rotation is very good. I.e., they're, they're rotating players off the bench, you know, with with great results. They're starting players at the right time, you know, and they're, and they're getting their matchups right. And I think, you know, that's great credit to Mickey and the backroom team. They're, they're getting those aspects right. And I don't think they'll they'll move away and, you know, use the old cliche, don't fix it unless it's broken. I think they will do exactly what they've done against Donegal to try and get the matchups right against Dublin. And that's why I'm not overly confident, but I reckon that Dublin's going to be in a game because if they do what they did yesterday and, you know, a copy of what happened yesterday. I, I think they could get a nice little work out of a game here against Dublin. Against all the odds, I, I, I hasten to add. I think that's a great place to leave it. As usual, you can catch us on all social media platforms and podcast applications where to be sure to leave a rating for us or drop us a question. But a special thanks very much to our guests. Thanks very much for joining us, Stephen and Michael. And we'll be sure to catch, in, catch up with you guys now in two weeks' time when Calvin take on the dubs. Best of luck and thanks very much. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Good luck.